welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. We are a Woos Media production brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. I am Jared All, joined as always, producer Nick Soaps. Almost always. Most always. <laughs> Mainly mostly always. You are way too calm. It is the Stanley Cup week, baby. Oh, uh, the Stanley Cup. I, was, I was building. I was building. No building. Okay. And that is the voice of one Connor Holzkamp bringing the energy today. Yeah, you're too okay. calm. I'm sorry. I told I'm you sorry. I was going to happen. You can. You told can, it. Everyone's excited. Yeah. I, you know, okay. I got to be honest, though, guys. I don't feel like the fever <laughs> is quite there enough in Colorado and Denver. Well, it's the, it's the work from remote thing. I think if we were all in the office be a little different <laughs> oh god okay elon mm. musk uh-huh Thank you. <laughs> yeah. i mean it is true because this is where that. the water water cooler conversations happen yeah. or over the coffee pot it's you just know? science connor yeah okay Come on, stanley cup week and of course because it is stanley cup week we're brought to, uh, we're bringing you a special guest somebody that we feel needs to be a part of the show when we're talking as when we're in the stanley cup and that's our good friend tyler walgie i'm not that special he's I've definitely not that no special. not that special i mean in several i am special i was always told i was special mm-hmm. but not like a special guest i've been on before you're a regular guest i'm like the sixth man yeah yeah, yeah. That's kind of getting old, though. Six-man Walgie. i got to find a new word for me. Tyler Six-man. anyway, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, and Tyler's going to join us just for a little bit, then we're going to kick him out because, frankly, he's been on the show too much, and, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, full-time, part-time pay things, and if he gets too many hours here, then then he's considered a full-time employee, and, yeah, and, and things and get a little wanna, weird, and management gets mad at us. I don't want to so. linger, you know? Linger. Yeah, I, I, linger. I can linger, so I'm not going to do that today. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. No All jokes. Right. No impressions. No impressions. That makes, me, that makes me sad. Let's go abs. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're just down to business, I guess. Connor's bringing the energy <laughs> and Tyler's. You guys are like the combined mullet, you know? Tyler's the front half, all business, and Connor's bringing the energy on the well, back. I always come with some things. I mean, last week, you know, was it last week or a couple weeks ago we talked about sugar and I told Nick about his diet. He's got to talk to a nutrition. He gets no way. sugar in his Sugar's diet. Sugar's bad. But... I do have one treat for the audience. I did come with a treat. I figure let's start off first inning, top of the first inning. Let's get it out here. Uh, you guys, I, look, I not only in the sixth man, I'm the biggest fan of the show. I love listening, and obviously you guys have had your uh, debate lately. Connor and Nick in, ra- in uh, the red corner defending uh, Draymond Green and uh, Jared uh, all in the uh, blue corner uh, maybe going against Draymond a little bit. So what I did, I went and found some national points of view, saw what everyone out there said, and uh, not our points of view, you know. The world out there, I took re- I-, I took note, I-, I took some audio. Maybe it was good, maybe it was bad, I'm not sure. But here's what everyone else had to say about uh, Draymond Green. And I put a little reggae behind it. Do you guys like reggae? Mm-hmm. I was in one of those yeah. moods. It was yeah. kind of uh, one of those days. So. Get down on reggae. All right, here we go. Ooh. If you take away the personality from Draymond Green, is he the same player? Because if you're not concentrating and you're not coming with intensity for 48 minutes, two and a half hours to play against me and our team, you are going to lose. And that's what happened here tonight with Draymond Green. I tell people, Draymond's a good little player, but without Kevin Durant, Clay and Steph, he's just a good little player. I want to just see Draymond Green, who was a great player. He's not a great player anymore. I told you, he's like the worst member of the boy band who doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake when the the girls are throwing panties at his head. He don't get hit by some drive-by panties. That's true. They're really throwing panties at Justin Timberlake. (laughs) 
Charles Barkley, yeah. you Charles could not Barkley. have so hit the look, nail no, harder on the head. Non biased. Right? Just wanted to see what the you know what everyone uh, else whatever. was saying. Whatever. All Draymond true. And, Still a first ballot uh, Hall yeah. of Famer. Yeah. So look, he had a bad. He's having a bad series, he is and that's okay. However, are we going to judge Peyton Manning based on his last year with the Broncos? Yeah, uh, the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah, right. and, and, and no, currently no. the Warriors are up right now, so we're going to make a blanket statement over a guy over essentially. Well, that depends what the argument. Is. I mean, look, first ballot Ooh. Hall of Fame. I was actually looking. I think I don't think Reggie Miller got first ballot Hall of Fame. So Ooh. for Draymond to get first ballot. We're talking. That did, would surprise me if I Reggie believe he did. did. Reggie. Well, I saw that on a Reddit forum, so you never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So some twelve-year-old told you that well, Reggie Miller. I, hey, hey, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of smarter twelve-year-olds out there than me. Okay? That's also so, false. And, yeah. and, and, and Nick, we can save this conversation for another day. But I mean, I, I think you you get my point, and and I think Charles Barkley said it pretty well there. He's just the guy in the band. He's not the guy that's making people. Yeah, but their band also went five-time platinum. He's and like the, is the most yeah. successful band of what, all time. What is it? So. What's the guys uh uh dan patrick yeah he said it best he's not great anymore and for those that don't know we've had a rotating argument over the past <laughs> three or four weeks it's a draymond argument it's like the draymond yeah, argument. It's a draymond i don't even really like oh, for draymond. the record i do not <laughs> like it at all either <laughs> but we can agree hey look we've, look three-time nba champion all right uh, one-time defense player of the year on arguably this well easily not arguably this on some would say the best most would argue the second best regular season team of all time what, what's the, the best uh, base What's, what's that guy's name uh, from, hey. from Barstool Sports? The the head guy, Big uh, Cat. Yeah, that, what is it? Big Cat. Yeah, yeah him. He. Uh, did you guys see that video he released about after that series or after the? Uh, well, they're Boston guys. Well, of course he's a Boston guy, but he says that he wants to hit Draymond with a two by four. Sweet. He's like, give me a two by four. I absolutely, I swear to God, I would hit him. And he's so unlike. Um, and here's the thing is, okay. like, I am fully down with that. Yeah. And I'm still gonna argue that Draymond Green is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, he will be. You can't well, make Nick a blanket. And I say- finally put our money where our mouth is. It's just gonna take ten years or so until we find out. Correct. Yeah. So it's fine. I, I didn't mean to spark all this. <laughs> I, I, I was in the studio <laughs> Look, a little bit today. Threw okay. that together. So there. Refocus. We go. Refocus. No, 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 no. We can agree the abs are in the cup nope you cannot (laughs) you cannot make a blanket statement about a guy over a atrocious we can call it atrocious but i want to come in start a fire and then leave but but can we all admit the the humor and the irony and the fact that we had this conversation two or three weeks ago and then he's pretty much played like shit since yeah we agree (laughs) he's one of the only guys that can impact a game without scoring because all of uh all of these like pretty average fans that essentially just, you know, whenever you talk about somebody's ability on a basketball court, what's the first thing that gets brought up? Well, how many points does he have? Sure, sure. How, how many points per game? How many threes does he shoot? That's, that's not what it. I ask because I'm the point master. When I get on the court, I don't miss. <laughs> like, that's just... That's hey, oh, shoot God. or shoot, baby. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> you, got, you guys seen shoot Adam shoot. Sandler's got a new movie out there? I didn't see yeah. it. Uh, but I heard I Anthony Edwards is like next level. And Wancho. Wa- really yeah, Wancho. Wancho is in Wancho. there. I heard he's got and, a pretty uh, big Eric Gordon's in it too. Okay. Oh, okay. I yeah. believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Adam be, Sandler is apparently be wrong on that, a baller, but, man. But Reddit not tells a Adam Sandler, uh, giggy de goo, flip it de goo. <laughs> he was a baller in uh, Eight Crazy Nights. The do you guys just want to just? Yeah, do you guys want to just skip the abs talk? No, it's probably not. No, let's I, talk about Adam Sandler's greatest move. Let's get on. All right. All right. All right. All right. Come on. We brought you on for a reason, Tyler. Can I just say? Can I just say? No. Oh God. Y'all. Yeah, you mentioned it last week. Oh. You gave a little oh. breath oh. towards it. I forgot. Hang on. 
audience, I forgot. Connor was out last week, mm-hmm. and I forgot to give him his his five minute you know segment. He always has to come in. <laughs> I just need I need a five second segment. Oh, five right? seconds. Okay, that's it. that's it. On the clock, ready, go. Yeah, I told you so. That's it. That's it. I told you so. I told you so. Abs okay. and four, baby. Okay. I mean, four, five. Before we turn to Whatever, Tyler and get, and get some great expert feedback from Tyler, Connor, I want to hear from you. Has your confidence slipped at all? Or are you still walking through this? Are you still believing there's no concerns right now for the abs? How are you feeling now? Uh, no concerns. Uh, abs and six. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just like that. This no, guy. I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned. No, I'm not concerned, man. Uh, the Avs have the better team. In six. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't take much to... You don't have to know much about hockey to just look at the freaking market that says minus 190. And that's what I've... That, that has been my standing ground to this entire playoffs. Like, minus 190 bet... I will take that. Isn't like, that exactly what I said last week when I filled there two weeks ago? Like minus sure 190 yeah, for the you sure did. So yeah. there we you go. Did. You were right on. Wow. Well, well, that is why you are also a professional handicapper. But so. that also means that, I mean, technically, this is exactly what we should predict, or right? right? Or, or what should have predicted? Like that, when everyone puts everything into the big old prediction machine, Colorado's the better team. And so we should expect them to get off to a good start, hopefully win at home. And Jared, I know you have some questions, but you know, to, just to kind of start things off, the, the most important thing, home ice has not meant really much this this playoffs at all. It will mean a lot this series. One, Tampa Bay and Colorado are two of the best home teams in, in hockey. It's just a long way to travel, you know? So that's a big deal is, is home ice this series. Yeah, so. but they give them like three days in between every game. No, 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 they don't. It's it's only it, it's it two plays, days between so every game. Yeah, actually, and there's what's one weird, game where there's three days. Yeah, but. it's weird. It's actually between game one and game two. So we're recording. It's Tuesday, June 14th. Game one is... Wednesday, then game two is not till Saturday, correct? So you have the two days in between, but they're both in Denver. So that seems yeah, that's odd true. to give. And then they the fly. And I'm exactly. sure it has to do with be getting the primetime slot. Oh, yeah. Other oh, events yeah. going on. There's obviously things beyond us. But it did kind of feel like for me that, that this just sort of worked out for us in Red Rock Sports. We obviously record Tuesdays. I thought for sure the game was going to happen Tuesday, which makes a little inconvenient I thought it was going to be Tuesday also. We're going to have yeah. to move around. But it worked great. We get to sort of preview the series. Most of our listeners now will have at least seen game one. But gives us a chance to kind of talk early on in the series before much of it has gone on. And, and Tyler, that's kind of where I want to start with this is let's kind of learn a little bit about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Many of us don't follow the Eastern Conference much. So tell us a little bit about the, the Tampa Bay Lightning and what scares well, you about them. They've obviously been to two Stanley Cups in a row, won both, uh, going for three in a row. I mean, that's up on the level of the Oilers with, you know, Gretzky in the, in the 80s. So the they, Devils did it too, I think. De- I, I, I think the Devils are in that category. If not, I'm not sure if the Devils won three. I think they got to three. But either way, this is elite category that Tampa Bay's in. And so, you know, the Avs are playing a real, real good team who has been there before, coaching staff who's been there before. They know how to win in these situations. They don't panic. Well, they got down last series several times in bad situations. They don't panic. So just an overall team filled with veterans. And you know what I love about Tampa Bay is they're not afraid to make moves at the deadline. You know, they were having an average season, which honestly, you win two in a row, I mean, how how much can you ask for your guys to come out and give a thousand percent every game when you've won two Stanley Cups in a row? So they loaded up at the deadline. They you know brought in players to you know who either had been there before, or new hungry guys, kind of the Patriot way, if you will. But they're just elite. 
got a lot of guys who've been there before. They filled in the holes this year to take it to the next level, and they're just all around very good. Now, as I said, home ice is important, but you know what's really interesting about this series? Something that I find very interesting just evaluating these teams, the average handicapper, the average uh, hockey evaluator would probably say that Colorado is a little overrated at home because of altitude. Okay, teams come here, they're tired, altitude means something. So intrinsically, if, if, if Colorado goes on a neutral ice, they're probably going to play a little bit worse, right? Tampa Bay actually fits into that same category, and here's why. Scheduling, Tampa Bay is so, it's so much further away than any other team. What they have to do is double up Tampa Bay and the Florida Panthers. And those are two of the best teams in hockey, if not the two best teams in hockey besides the Avs, okay? So... What happens is if you have to go to Florida first and you have a back-to-back, even not a back-to-back, it's tough to make that trick and to, uh, that trick and, and go Tampa, Florida, Florida, Tampa. The second night, you're getting an exhausted team who just wants to fly back, finishing their Florida trip. So both the Panthers and the Lightning, just by the nature of scheduling, have these really easy spots in the season. So their home stats are overinflated as well. So you have two teams who have home stats that are really looked at in general as being a little bit overinflated. So it's just an interesting series, evaluating, breaking it down. But, you know, uh, Tampa Bay is a real, real good team, Jared. And stylistically, they're going to be a bit different than what the Avs have been seeing the last couple of series, particularly against the Oilers. Yeah, I mean, Oilers, Nashville, Blues. The, the Blues wanted to get up and down the ice. Like, the Blues can be physical. They can clog the neutral zone up, but they wanted to skate. Nashville, they need to score. Uh, Edmonton, <laughs> Edmonton is average defensively. So this is going to be a real different approach that the Avs are going to have to take. I mean, they're going to have to get comfortable winning 2-1, 3-2 games. It's going to be very, very different. So yeah, it's... But they they can do it. I don't have no fear they can. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm happy that the Avs have had what they can because they can easily flip that switch, but they're healthy, relatively... I mean, Kadri, I'm not so sure. You guys know about Kadri? Kadri and Kagueano, they're still on both of them. So the comments, hush, hush. Yeah, the comments I heard from Jared Bednar would, was that they d- did not expect Kadri to start the series, but were hoping he could be back during the series. It's all going to come down to, can they hold the stick, right? And the thumb's yeah, a tough thumb one. Is a, yeah, yeah, thumb's a tough injury, but I mean... I mean, it's I not really like the don't. ring finger, you know? You, you hurt the ring finger, you just tape it well, up. Even any of those middle ones, it doesn't matter. But but look, I don't want to play doctor on here. You know, that's that's up to Joe Rogan on his podcast, I guess, to do. But either way, um, I think that he's not going to play this series. You know, that would be my guess. If I had to bet or, or assume he's not going to play, I haven't heard great stuff. And the reason they're probably not saying much... I mean, think about it. Even when these high-level players on every team come back, you hear like a week out, and I, you have to be aware of this, is you know projecting, uh, they're, they're practicing. They're on the ice. They're getting back to it. We would hear he's skating. He's he, not just going to go is from... Skating. He is skating, but he doesn't have a stick. Okay, I mean, so then I'm not, you know, until he picks but up a stick. Ever, have you guys ever put on hockey gloves? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Play hockey. Uh, they're, I mean, they're pretty sturdy, right? They're not just like these. But it's uh, not about that. I think it's about like hold, like yeah, they're holding not holding the it's, stick. It's not a hard something. plastic or anything, though. So if something uh, bends yeah, it or anything, I mean, I will go on a record as disagreeing with you, Tyler Walger. I think we're gonna see him in this series. Do you? I do. I, mean, I hope we do. I do because I think it's the stand. I, I don't think he's gonna start. Um, and if the Avs just keep breezing through and, and they're up 3-0, then like, yeah, I don't think you're going to see it. But here's the thing. If, if this were a different situation, 
on a different team that weren't as deep as the Avs, I would agree with you. Maybe he could play through it, but I think that the Avs are going to look at him and, and look, if he, if he can grab a stick, why didn't he grab a stick yet? So if we're not even that far along... Oh, dude, they're going to have it taped in there. He's just going to be... But my point is, <laughs> oftentimes we see players come back like that in every sport and play, right? And it's like, hey, we, how, how often do we say an 80% Tom Brady's better than a so-and-so? That's not the case with the Avs. Like like an 80% Kadri's actually not as good as, as, as whoever's filling in for him. So I think unless you have a 90, 100% Kadri, you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to see him back. That's just what I think. Look, I hope he comes back in game two, and I hope he, you know, I hope Cogliano comes back. But you know, it, it, it's just not coinciding well because Braden Point, who has been injured now for Tampa's entire playoff run, essentially, he either got hurt at the end of the regular season or the beginning of the playoffs. I'm not sure exactly, but Braden Point is probably more important to Tampa than Kadri is to the Avs, and he'll be back game one, if not game two. Yeah, so. and they've been using more strong language uh, with him. Well, uh, like, like a lot of curse words. And <laughs> no, they, they've been... It's a family show, they've been saying, <laughs> So whereas the Avs are kind of like, hey, we don't know he's not going to be here at the beginning. We hope he can get back. They're kind of saying we expect... Point oh, Braden Point's going to yeah. play they're, for sure. Like, yeah. so, so they're they're expecting that's a big key for 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 Tampa. So, yeah. so yeah. talk to us about some of their their big players, their key names. You mentioned Braden Point. Well, yeah, and he'll be back. Uh, we always talk about Cal McCarr, who's one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, Victor Hedman for Tampa has, has been one of the best defenders for the last several years. Real good two way player. He contributes uh, offensively. I think he's the fourth leading uh, point. Uh, attainer on their team. I mean, he gets assists, he gets goals, so he's very good. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, uh, also. I mean, you, you talk about Kucherov as one of those players who really doesn't get enough respect or talk nationally, in my opinion. He's elite. He's on that level of Ovechkin, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Kucherov is is one of those players who you want to keep your eye on. Uh, Andre Palat, which, by the way, hockey and soccer have taught me one thing. I think the most used name in different spellings across the world is Andre. You get it spelled so many different ways. Like the American was A-N-D-R-E. Uh, this Andre plot is O-N-D-R-E-J. Andre. Ooh, J is yeah, silent. Andre. It's soft J. Exactly. Real soft J. But yeah, so Andre Palat's real good. Um, and obviously, no, you haven't even mentioned yet, but Vasilevsky, I mean... Well, I'll get to the goalie at the, the end. We'll the talk guy, about that, right? Vasilevsky. Uh, their center, Steven Stamkos, which I love saying in my Canadian accent. Oh, Steven Stamkos, you know. It's Ooh. a great Canadian name, huh. Steven Stamkos. And it's a Barry... What's his name on ESPN? Melrose. Barry Melrose. He's the one who's, who says it like that. I'll tell you who's a good scorer. That's Steven Stamkos. I haven't watched ESPN lately. <laughs> How is the Barry Melrose mullet going? Is it great? Uh, is it I mean, still fantastic? I think it's fake. I think it, he oh. just puts it on every year because it's looking as sharp as it ever. I don't has. know. That's a pretty. That's like. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty low thing for a mullet guy. Yeah. That's that's a low blow. Yeah, but anyway, those are the like, most important players: Victor Hedman, Andre Pilat, Kucherov, Stamkos. Uh, I'll throw in as a little wild card someone we have to shut down: Corey Perry. Uh, they got him uh, again. I, I haven't tracked their moves so much. They either got him at the deadline or earlier this year, but he's new with the team or newer with the team. But he's one of those guys who's kind of an X factor, right? Uh, kind of like our JT Comfer. Okay, he can have a huge series and really help him out, or not do much, and they may lose some close games. So uh, I'd put Corey Perry in that uh, in that uh, group. All right, now Connor mentioned well, Andre Vasilevsky. Before we get on to Vasilevsky, yes. I, I want to get everyone's thoughts on this. Are NHL announcers? 
by far the best. I mean, they had these names, <laughs> or, right? Or Mexican soccer announcers. Mexican soccer. Liga pretty... MX, which is you can find on like Fubo or something like that. They get after it. Even even the guys who but, speak but it's in not English, even just getting out because they the have the accent. There they have the best still, energy. La, 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 la. But the names, the nightmare of names that you have to know day in well, and day out of it, in yeah. the NHL. Yeah. That is insane. I hear you spitting these off, and I'm like, man, this is a foreign language. It on is. Paper when it, you're it's crazy. It. And honestly, I mean, some of these names. Well, I just mentioned like the stars, and I get their names right. But once you get down halfway on the list, it's impossible. Yeah. But and these guys have to know. I mean, they're, the, these rosters are what 10, 15 deep that they have to know. So it's it, but, it, but no. it's it's crazy. Hockey announcers, it's the best. It's all of a sudden. And what I love is it's like someone up the ice, so-and-so passes it over, and he's got his... Oh, no! They just go crazy. It's the best. And, and I'm in my car on I-25 doing the same thing. I'm yelling. I'm in the steering wheel. It's like, it's cool. It's and, the best. And the Avs have some great announcers, both TV and radio. They have they have yeah. great announcers yeah. for well, sure. His name's okay. Connor, so, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Back back to Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I've not butchered that one as I tend to do. Yeah, that was great. Uh, goaltender for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he is one of their big stars. Yeah. Every team who wins the Stanley Cup has to have a goalie who's playing very well. I mean, it's it's rare you get you know the winning team whose goalie is, is is flat. Now, I wouldn't say Darcy Kemper is actually flat. He's had a couple questionable situations for us who've watched every minute of every game, but he's doing fine. He's you know, but when you compare him to Andre Vasilevsky, you're talking about a, a, a goalie who's been there, plays his best in elimination games, plays his best when his back's against the wall. Every time you see the headline on ESPN, what's happening with Vasilevsky? Has he reached his end? Has he he comes back and has a game where he has a shutout, you know, 41 saves, you know. So that is going to be part of this series is, is the Avs have a tendency when things get clogged up like they're going to this game to throw pucks on net and hope for the rebounds or start dumping and chasing and hoping you can beat them back there. And that's what the Avs can't fall into is that game that, that Tampa wants to, to put them in and frustrate the abs and make the abs not get these open looks because it's not going to be near what it has been for the abs so far. So what we can't let happen is Vasilevsky's getting 45 saves in the game and 15 of those 45 shots are little chip-ins from the blue line that he's batting away with his blocker. So it's important that we challenge him this game, but he's an elite, elite goalie. Make no mistake about it. No, uh, I actually did some some reading up on Andre Vasilevsky. Uh-huh. You know, he's, he's a great goalie, uh, but... The good news for the Avalanche is there is a scouting report on him. Is he, there is a so scouting this report. Andre spells his name with an A uh, and an I <laughs> at the end, if and I, an if I, I, I right. exactly a lot of vowels uh, no. and so, so, so there is a scouting report, <laughs> um, and I believe that scouting report is to pray, sit and pray. That's that's what that's what I read because uh, mm-hmm. he, he seems to be that good, man. Uh, it also is that like a joke or is that? <laughs> I, mean, I could that, definitely see ESPN. If, if we're gonna that. hit the crickets, was that a joke or did you actually read that? Oh um, no, that was that was an inten- intended joke. Oh my oh, gosh, that was a real joke! <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, yeah, I, I, I've been getting my jokes from the Tyler Walgy playbook. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 right? no. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, no, no. That so in all honesty, what I have been what I have been reading about him is the playbook on him is to try to go glove side high. So you know, expect expect to try to get him to go high, but oh, where the, uh, you know what they goes. say. You, you remember what Mr. Miyagi said: if they think you're going glove side high, 
you go blocker side low. Smart. Uh, there you yep. go. Yes. Yep. But so my, what, I, what, I, what I do wonder though about that, right? So if that's the book on him, right? You're trying to go high. Uh, that inherently takes away a lot of rebound chances, doesn't it? I mean, uh, I mean, couldn't you? I mean, if you're if you're trying to go high innately all the time, you're I mean, kind of the, giving up some rebound yeah. chances. So hmm. I don't know. It'd be interesting because he is, as you mentioned, uh, six. I believe six of his uh, eight closeout games, he's had a shutout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he plays um, the best when it matters. And unbelievable. But you could also look. I've made this argument before. Let's not go crazy because what matters in goaltending stats, time and time again, I see this every year, is what's going on in front of you. And the fact is, Tampa Bay is one of the best defensive teams in the right. league. So you tell me that all. Yeah, the time. so he's not going to face that many chance, you know, high danger chances. Uh, Tampa does a great job in the neutral zone, one of the best neutral zone teams in the league, which means you're not going to break into their zone clean. So. It's it's a, it's a lot what's going on around him, not just him, but when it comes down to it, he's real, he's very good. Now, I have a question for you. Well, okay. And actually for all of you, really here. It's a perfect time for it. Who do we think we see game one for the avalanche between the pipes? No doubt about it. It's Kemper. 100% <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there no doubt? Because is this right, another joke? I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. are you still on stage here? Okay, so as of right now, they they are claiming they are undecided. The Avalanche are, well, and they're that's gonna, silly. No, Connor, but they're going to decide. So they're going to decide by Tuesday night, which is still Do a we, full day okay, before okay, the okay. game. This is the Red Rock Sports Podcast. Yeah, are we really going to fall for that? No. Okay. Do you really think they don't know who's starting it? No, no. I, I'm just throwing it out there. So I think it's going to be Kemper. But uh, you know, when, when you read all oh, these no. reports from the media, you uh, listen. Here's what's happening, okay? There was, when was the Avs last game? When was the Avalanche last game? We're, we're going uh, on close, it, close it's, to it's, a week. I think eight days tomorrow, so yeah. Okay, so we're, we're on a week. About a week. Today. The, the media days. has been it's just that's I say it. consuming itself over the lack of information and knowledge be, for over a week <laughs> leading up to the Stanley Cup. So they are trying to find something. It's like, wait a second, they haven't actually <laughs> come out and said it's Kepper, so maybe no, no, they, that's on the contrary. Contrary, on the contrary, they've came out and said that they're and, considering. And Connor, Pablo this Francis. goes back to the, the uh, force process. Uh, again, you know a game within a game. Do not believe in which is exactly the mind yeah, game Connor, that you play. Come on, now, so, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. So hold on. I threw it out Connor. there, but I, I tell you that I, I I definitely believe it's going to be Darcy Kemper. Let uh, me ask you it this way. Let me let me approach yeah, you. Yeah, a different, re, different yeah. Rephrase way. your question. Let me let me. Do you think we see? Pavel Francouz in this series. I hope not. Yeah, I hope th- I, that's the best answer that's right the there. That's the best answer. I freaking hope okay, not. Okay, but do you think so? What do no. you mean, Connor? I'm going to say no. No? Okay. I don't think we do. Connor, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> you, well, can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You uh, can't. I guess what I mean by that is, is so I actually tend to think we will see Pavel Francouz. Why is in that this. injury? Uh, because I think because I do think that the decision is much closer than you guys just made it sound like and I think I think you're going to you're going to go with Darcy Kemper. He's your guy, he's your horse. You're going to I always have this strategy in fantasy football too, the oh, same no. thing, right? You always go with your horses that got you there, right? <laughs> and and he's their guy. They're going to play him. Connor. I actually think, hey, hear me out. I'm, uh, I I'm think, hearing out. I think that they, it is a closer decision than you guys are making it out to, to be. And I think the first sign of struggle, I actually think Darcy Kemper is going to be on a pretty short leash. And I and I, I anticipate that there could be a moment where maybe he comes out game one, gives up four or five goals. They put in Pavel in the, in the next game. I could see that happening. Absolutely. That is... Very silly for you to say. I think that is not going to happen. And I actually think it's the opposite. He's never going to have had a longer leash. This is why the Avs brought him in. Pending any lingering eye injuries, he's the guy. He gives up five goals. You don't take him out. Oh, you know what? Actually, 
that's a different scenario because sometimes it's all it often happens in hockey. You have a bad game and you give up five and you put in the backup and he's in next game. That actually is different than what I'm talking about, or maybe what you're talking to about. To finish the game, you mean right? To just finish to finish a game. game. Let's end this. Let's let, let's let's take the horse out back and you know. No, see, and if that happens, I think they go with Pavel for game two. No, no see, see I, that's I could, my point. He's not going to have a longer right. leash. He's had his. The one his thing I could see Avs. is if the Avs get blown out. Let's just let's pretend. Let's pretend for a minute they get mm-hmm. blown out. In game one and game two, he doesn't look good. You have to, you have to at least entertain no. that decision. Yeah, Wrong. I agree with Soaps. Wrong. Really? You, you do not. Wrong. You stay strong. This is why you brought him in. The chance, by the way, the chance of that happening and that happening with him looking bad, that that's very, very slim. But if it does, you keep him in. You ride with him game two because there, it's just like pitching. Connor, you're a pitcher. You understand how this works, and we see this all the time in the majors. You can have the worst day of your life, and you can give up hit after hit and have walk batters and hit. A couple days later, you rest your arm, you get ready to go. You can have the best day of your life. That's exactly how it is with the goalie. They have short memories, especially so, Darcy's been there with Arizona. Sure. When you play with the Coyotes for a couple of years, you've experienced this stuff. So he gives up four or five, you put him right back in. I, I like him. Uh, Literally I like, right back in. I like him <laughs> the, the, the goaltender in hockey. I like him more to a closer in baseball. Wrong. Kind of like a closer. But still, in my the, opinion, the, the where, analogy where throughout is the year, you have a couple closers that actually will close games for you, right? Uh, and if someone struggles for a little bit, you'll put in like your secondary closer, right? Um, but when it comes to like the playoffs, like in baseball, right? You're going to pretty much go with your closer like every single game right. for the most part. And if he give, if he blows a save, um, do you put him in there the next night? Uh, in game three, he blows a save. Game four. No, but so this is a situation. Okay, so listen. No, who are you, Terry Francona? No, I, Come I, on, Terry. All right, so, <laughs> Come on, so Terry. Pa- Pablo Francois has six wins in this playoffs for the Avalanche, okay. right? Um, I think well, look, I would have five wins for the Avalanche <laughs> playoffs. Okay? Fair enough, fair enough. But I think it's worth but not six. I, I think it's uh, if you're trying to compare it to the baseball analogy, I think it would be kind of a similar situation where a closer gets hurt and someone and it wasn't really doing all that well anyways. He kind of gave up a couple runs, right? And then he gets hurt. A guy comes in and and was like nails for five but, games. But was right? he? And and so then the World Series comes around, you're going to put back in your original guy. Like, I no love doubt how about Steve it. Young did that in the 90s. Now everyone thinks it can happen every time <laughs> someone Connor gets hurt. Connor, was, was <laughs> Francois nails? I mean, he, he was, except for the last game. I, uh, dude, uh, you know what I loved about Francois? His stats absolutely he, are better than Darcy Kemper's. Francois got in there. He did different stuff. He was poke checking six feet out. He was. He was doing a he whole was. bunch of aggressive stuff. But after the course of two, three, four games, we start to saw, see that come back to, 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 to earth. Right, right. So you don't, play him you don't start him he's not nearly as good i mean i'm telling you man well and, and i think and i, and I brought it out there you, just man. for a discussion point to I'm be honest but you. but i do Come think on. that's my that's my own wilson yeah we said no impressions Come today. on. and i've done two <laughs> i know i know uh, we agreed no impressions <laughs> <laughs> no uh, you know I, I threw it out there just no hey that's good answer for a discussion good point um i know that there's a lot of people talking about this goalie controversy quote unquote in colorado um the reason I actually would go with Darcy more than just going with your horse, right, is I love horse. The blow to I also love fake to horses. Darcy's yeah. ego. Like, hey, we can all pretend as if everything's in a vacuum and we're not human beings, but these guys are all human beings too. And Darcy Kemper is a starter. He's a starter mentality. They brought him in to yeah, be a starter. Hundred percent. Yes. And if you were to just go game one and put in Pavel Francouz. That is going to do something. You can't just go well, back yeah. to Darcy at that point and expect well, yeah. Darcy to be in his mindset still, right? Right. Whereas I actually think the other way around, 
you can go to Pavel Francouz because he has the backup mindset. Like he is, that's why he's here. He's the backup goalie that they believe in. And I think you could actually go to Pavel Francouz after like game three and it's not the end of the world. Whereas I, I just don't think you can do that the other way around. Okay. Um, but you know what? I think it's a little bit closer than you guys are willing to admit. Look, look, and it, it may be, I don't think so, but that's exactly, you know, maybe you're, you're closer to the coaching staff it, it, to their, their lines of thinking. My feeling. No, no, I mean, maybe they are, maybe it is. I'm not sure. I'm just saying from my point of view, my rankings, the way I evaluate it, I would put Darcy Kemper in there all the time. I'm not sure what the coaching staff's thinking. Maybe they're going to give Francois the chance. I just wouldn't do it myself. Okay. Now here, before Fair we enough. move on, before I get out of here, Jared, this is, I'm, I'm sorry, this is impromptu, okay? But I want to uh, propose a bet to all of you. I like to bet. Okay. I think we should all, right now, pick how many games we think the series goes and pick how many goals the Avs score. Whoever gets the best out of those two, okay. So, so, so uh, maybe we should do it's uh, uh, the series first, right? So, whoever gets the, the the number of the games first wins. So, if someone guesses five, no one else guesses five, then they win, okay. But if it's a tiebreaker, then it goes to the Avs total goal scored as the tiebreaker, okay? okay. The winner gets two tickets bought from you three, and I say you three like I'm going to win <laughs> to the Stanley. Well, I was going to say to a Rockies game. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I was going to say to a Rockies game. Let's here. do a Rockies game behind the behind that home plate. No, rock pile. Well, I mean, that's that. That's, no, let's let's do first level. First level. Good seats. The Good three losers split two Wait, tickets for the winner. He goes from this, Stanley Cup to rock pile. Yeah, like, right. it was <laughs> exactly. Are you okay with that, Nick? Are you complaining about gas for, prices now? Yeah, right. Is that what you're doing? Are we down with first level? No, I'm complaining about inflation, not gas prices. So I'll go first. Okay. I'm taking abs in seven, and ooh, I just brought this up. So let me do some quick math in my head for goals per game. My God, so if it's going seven, we're gonna say say uh, seven. Math, do it. Math, be bold. Math, say math, seven. Math, be math. bold and say seven. All right, I'm gonna say the abs <laughs> score every game. <laughs> with some empty netters here, or there. I'm gonna say they're gonna score about three point three goals per game. Oh, so we're going twenty three point one. So twenty three goals for the abs. So I'm going seven games. 23 goals scored for the Avs. Now, are we playing this like a, a Price is Right? You can't go over? No, no, no. no, no. It's just closest. It's just the closest. closest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I already said my prediction of Avs and Six, so I will stick with Avs and Six. And I will so you think they're going to win in Tampa Bay? I, I do All believe right. so, yep. And so I, 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 uh, I'm going to put them at about a 3.6 goal average, which puts them at, uh, I'm going to say 22 goals. All right. 22 goals, Avs and Six. Nick, I'll let you go. I mean, don't really have to write this down. It's all on audio, but yeah, we can if we want. I'm to. not ready. Yeah, yeah but no, you still think it. Clip it. It's right here. Then. Jared, okay. go ahead. I'm not ready. Jared, yeah, you're okay, up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'm gonna go with my gut, even though my instinct tells me to pick something different than Tyler. I believe this series goes to seven. I, I really do. So I am also taking the ABS in seven, but it's gonna be a little bit higher scoring than you guys are making it out. I think if the ABS win in seven, it's because they put up some goals. So I'm gonna take this at 28 goals for. The the abs. What did Connor say? Right. 22. I said, I said 22. And I'm 21. Abs in six, 23 goals. All right. All right. Oh, wow. I love it. Look, okay. at, <laughs> look at Nick. I see what you're doing over there. Connor sandwiched it. And the, and the crowd goes wild. Yeah, like, crowd. yeah give me give the... No, everybody like the... Oh, they're laughing. <laughs> they're laughing. Oh, he's still on stage. <laughs> I, didn't, I thought he had... No. Hey, I like it. Hey, if it, it, but here's the thing. If it is 22... Exactly, and he wins a tiebreaker. We got to get him some good seats. No, we're not. We got to do seat. that. No, we do. We do the party. The <laughs> I mean, party I, deck. <laughs> I will get Connor one Corona at the party deck. Do you guys need me anymore, Jared, or what? Am uh, I done? You throw me well, out to the streets. I want to bring something up just yes. just before we uh, get off the abs talk. Before here. you toss me out to the alley. <laughs> 
Yeah. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. As we're going into the Lord Stanley Cup here, got a couple, couple of stats wanted to bring up for you guys to hear your reaction on. So Nathan McKinnon, uh, in the last game, had actually passed Sandus Ozelinch on the franchise playoff assist leader, leaderboard, and he is now fourth all time in Avalanche playoff assists. Sandus Ozelinch, that's a good name too. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And even more impressive, there are four instances oh, wow. of a defenseman recording at least nine points in a four-game sweep in playoff history. Four times has a defenseman got nine points in a four-game sweep in Stanley Cup playoffs. Kale McCarr has two of them. Wow. Oh. This year. Oh. This year. Oh. He has two of them this year. Oh. That is pretty impressive, man. Uh, hey, I know I know. Uh, he might not be the best defenseman in this series, you know, quote unquote, uh, but he's coming. He he will be the best defenseman in this series. Right. Uh, he, he's, he's coming for him. So All right. there you go. Yeah, let's let. Here's to hoping that Kale McCarr can get a uh, third on that record. Yeah, no kidding. Sweep him in four. We'll all be wrong and we will all be happy. Kale oh, McCarr, first goal tomorrow. Best. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Speaking of throwing some prop bets out there, I want to take an opportunity to talk to our listeners about Thrive Fantasy before we let, let Tyler get out of here. Tyler is obviously a resident betting expert, he's a professional handicapper. And Tyler, I wanted to kind of get some of your thoughts here, maybe throwing out some, some advice. I don't know if you got anything. Related to the Avs games or or some of the other series going on, what's your your best bet out there right now? Well, best bet again with Thrive Fantasy and uh, great sponsor of the show. And what we're doing all, I mean, for the next couple of months, a uh, deposit a uh, uh, deposit match. And how fun is it putting in twenty? Oh yeah, and then you got forty. Putting in fifty. And then you got a hundred. I'm right? loaded up for tomorrow. Exactly. So, so if you put in promo code red when you sign up, you can match your deposit up to a hundred dollars, which is awesome. So what they do is they have daily fantasy style games, and you can pick different player props, and that's how you build your lineup is with player props for these DFS games. So what I'm actually doing as we speak, I have my my uh, app open. And there's a there's a contest uh, going on for the Stanley Cup. They're guaranteeing a thousand dollars. They're giving away, and this is different than FanDuel, DraftKings. I mean, how many times have you guys signed up for like a FanDuel contest? And they have ninety thousand people. Well, yeah, ninety thousand people, or like fifty thousand, seventy five thousand. It's crazy. Max people in this contest fifty five. Okay, and they're guaranteeing a thousand dollars. So what we're gonna do? Pick two players, and I'm entering it right now. Okay, I'm gonna enter this. And I'm going to do it with you guys. So I, the one that I want to put in there is under, I want Andre Pallad, who we talked about, under 0.5 assists. Okay, we're going to take him under assists. He may score a goal. He may get a couple shots on goal. I don't think he's going to set a whole lot up. And 0.5 right now at, at, at pretty much even money. We'll take Andre Pallad under, okay? So you fill five positions. So I'm going to ask one more for you guys, you know, your help. And then there's going to be three left, right? So Nate Mack, do we go Nathan McKinnon? Over one goal or 0.5. Okay, over 0.5 goals. So one in any catches. Or do we take Devon Taves over 0.5 assists, who's just been an assist machine lately, setting people up like crazy, big on the power play. And look, Tampa was pretty loose with their sticks last series. So do we take Devon Taves over? 0.5 assists or Nathan McKinnon over 0.5 goals? That was going to be my question to you from a power play standpoint. Who who would you lean there? And you, you say well, they're the on the ice at the same time. But you a say he's a, a he's a factor on the power play. I'm leaning that that way for me. 
Little assist for Devontae. What do you think? I go Nate Mack. I think he's hungry. I, this then guy is producer so you're your tiebreaker. Do we go over Nathan McKinnon goals or over Devontae's assists? Nate. Over. Nate. All right. Nate. So there it is. Nate. So our two of the five. So I'm going to go Nathan McKinnon over 0.5 goals. Uh, Andre Palat under 0.5 assists. And I've got a couple more to fill out the lineup. But that's how it works. That's how you build your lineup. You can win a lot of money, have a lot of fun. Thrive Fantasy promo code RED. All right. Thanks for joining us. Tyler Walgy. moving Am on. Am I out of here? Yeah. You're out of here. You can, uh, can I get an applause? Like, can I get a standing ovation on the way out? Yes. Thank you. Thank uh, you, everyone. You All right. I'll you got to give him the booze. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Save those for you. Maybe crickets. Yeah. Save those for you and yeah. your bad jokes. I just try to give jokes just like Tyler does. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they hit just about as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. At least I know when Tyler's telling a joke. That that's pretty bad. No, that's not even true. Don't even don't give him that. You do not just, know. <laughs> just as long as he doesn't ever bring up Herman and Berman. Oh yes. God, get out of here. So bad, so bad. All right, guys. Uh, we're gonna still talk a little as here. The next thing I want to kind of bring up and discuss is is sort of where all these teams are at within the Denver scene right now. It, it, it sort of kind of turned on its head in the last four or five years. Obviously, the Broncos have have really dominated the the Denver sports scene for a long time when Peyton Manning was here, and then it, it, it's been sort of this hiatus where the Avs have been building the nuggets have been building and so all of a sudden the abs get to the stanley cup would that in your guys's mind put them as the clear best team in colorado head and shoulders above the rest easily yes no <laughs> doubt about it uh yeah there's no doubt i mean you can't argue against a team in the you know what i mean I, none of the other colorado teams are sniffing a championship right now so so I guess is that your criteria, the fact that they made it to the Stanley Cup is a difference. If they lose last series, which obviously wasn't ever close, but they lose in the in the Western Conference Finals, is that a totally different question? Are they then more in the realm yes, of what it, the it is series? a much different question, yes. But they See, didn't. And, so. and and I guess maybe for me that's a little bit in the criteria of, of how I look at what a, a great team is in Colorado. Yes, being a legitimate championship contender is huge. But I look at the Nuggets as a legitimate championship contender when they're healthy. I can't say yes. The Avs, I think, edge out the Nuggets in being the best team in Colorado. But if the Nuggets were health, fully healthy this year, you're telling me you don't believe they absolutely could be standing in the NBA Finals right now. Mm. If sands and butts were candy nuts. Okay. That's how I feel. I think that uh, obviously the Avs are the 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 best team, and it's not even close. Obviously, there's a lot of hype around the Broncos. I'm really excited. I'll, I'll definitely be catching some games. Um, I'm actually trying to go to a. Uh, I want to check out that SoFi Stadium. Ooh, yeah, Denver, Denver, and San Diego. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, you can't argue with results. So I think it's it's just not even close. Everyone's everyone's jumping on. Everyone's cheering. It's going to be an awesome series. So I'm I'm really excited to see how this series shakes out. All right, I want to look forward with that, okay? Obviously, you guys are pretty confident right now the Avs are the best in Colorado. Let's jump forward three years, okay? It's 2025. Where are we there? Are the Avs still the best team in Colorado or have some of the other teams caught up to them? Do you guys see any any potential of that? I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Uh, Maybe that's just my... My homer bias. I am such a believer in Nikola Jokic that I absolutely. I mean, I just. I, I am such a believer in this man that I. I feel like it would just be criminal to not put him 
you know, because uh, here's the thing about basketball compared to hockey, right? I mean, like, obviously, you have the best player in a series. You have the best player in the world. You have one of those guys. That is going to bode much more... Yeah, the 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 success is going to be much more expected in basketball than in hockey, right? Like Nathan Nathan McKinnon could be a top five player in the world, no problem. But at the end of the day, you still need to have a second line and a third line and sure. a fourth line. And I'm not saying I don't believe in Joe Sackick to keep it going, but uh, it's hard. It's hard once you reach that that plateau of of getting to a championship. We all hope winning a championship this year. Uh, you, once you reach that plateau, I mean, it's it's tough to keep that going. It really is. It doesn't matter who you are, what team you are, what sport it is. It is tough to keep it going at that level because, quite frankly, all these players end up earning more money on their contracts when you win a championship, right? So I would expect the Avs to hopefully win a championship this year. It's going to cause them to not be able to afford certain contracts to keep this team together. They will still be very good. They will still be right there. They might even win another Stanley Cup. But uh, uh, I see the nucleus for this Nuggets team, and, and I'm hoping beyond hope that they can stay a little bit healthy. And I absolutely believe that within three years, we're going we're to see the Nuggets as the best team in Denver. How long did the Nuggets sign Aaron Gordon for? Do you guys remember off the top of your head? Is Off the top of my head, I, I do not know. It's, it's, another, few, it's another couple years. So, I, I believe it was a three or four year contract. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. as, aside from, so let, uh, Anthony, or uh, excuse me, Aaron Gordon may be the one guy that's not as far as your kind of nucleus for the Nuggets potentially still there as you're moving forward three years. Well, uh, they kind of lined it up to where you have all these players. Yeah, you got Jokic, you got AG, you got MPJ, you got Murray, you got Bones. I mean, that's a starting five that I think for years to come will be dominant. So I agree with you. I, I think the Nuggets, as you look forward, they're, I mean... It, it, it's all contingent on Murray and MPJ coming back healthy, but they come back healthy, and this, to me, is by far the team I'm most optimistic about for their future moving forward. The Avalanche have a lot of guys coming up for contract, and I, and I, I have this brought up here. This is from capfriendly.com, okay? This is for... I'm going to give you a list of players signed with the Avalanche beyond the 2024-25 season. So this is beyond three years from now. Gabriel Aniscog, Kale McCarr, couple good guys. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, two of their two two of their three core guys, really. Sam Girard. Okay. And that's it. So basically, every single player on this roster, which is just putting out there, it's not uncommon to talk three, four years down the road. Most of your guys' contracts are coming well, up. And I think a lot nuggets, of contracts. I, I think the Nuggets too. Three, four years down the road are all going to be expiring too. But you have a lot of the core guys that won't be. They don't have to make those decisions between now and the next three or four years for the most part. I mean, they have Jokic this year, which is the obvious super max we'll that he'll get. Max, yeah. But you look at MPJ and Murray both getting the max contracts that are. I don't even know how long those are. But you're, you're talking. Uh, several I believe. Years I believe Murray's only a, a few more years too. Is it okay? I, I believe. But, but when you start to look at these guys, especially being in a Stanley Cup now, and especially if the Avs go win a Stanley Cup, there's just too many of these guys that aren't going to be able to be retained. You're going to have to have a little bit of a rebuild, retool process, which... Again, I do believe, as you said, Connor, in Joe Sackick to keep this team relevant, but to say that they'll be still the best team, I think is wrong. I think the Avs, I actually, or excuse me, the Nuggets, I actually think the Broncos. I would say three years down the road, I believe the Broncos can and will be a 
better team will have a brighter future at that point than the Avalanche because Russell Wilson's only going to be 36, 37 years old at that point. That's when Peyton Manning came to the Broncos. Right. So you got a nice three- to five-year window still at that well, point. Now, he's going to command a huge contract. We'll see what they can do with things around him. Oh, but Do you hear these numbers they're talking about? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I yeah, know. So that's actually the reason I didn't pick the Broncos. Uh, and by the way, I just want to mention, I I, uh, I did look up Jamal Murray. His contract expires after the 24-25 season. Okay, so he's got three more. Um, so I, I, And I think if I remember right, looking at the Nuggets roster, that's kind of the window they set themselves up at. So they kind of set themselves up to have this window right expiring when Jamal Murray's contract expires and then they're going to have to do something else. So uh, it's kind of, I mean, when you look at it, it's not like it's uh, that many more players that are under contract <laughs> compared to the Avalanche. But to my point, it is much more of an impact because having your two, three guys locked up in basketball is a lot more but impactful you look than at, two, three guys in hockey. You look at guys, I mean, the names of the guys that they're going to have to re-sign and going to have to pay. Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon, you know, you got the the Devin Taves, you got Eric Johnson's up right. after next. I mean, right. these are big contracts are going to have well, to give and, out. And if they win a championship, it's just going to be that much more absolutely, expensive. And, absolutely. Let, and you can't expect, okay, look, Nate McKinnon is on a team-friendly deal right now. He is. I mean, he, he took yes. a pay cut. To a, he, he essentially took a pay cut to build a team around him because that's how much he wanted. He, he did the Tom Brady, you know, the Tom Brady uh, maneuver, which is I will take less money because that's how much I want to win. Right. Which is great. You, you love to see that out of your player that they want to win so much. You can't expect him to do that again, necessarily. Right. Uh, it, like he did it once. Uh, you're going to have to pay Nate. McKinnon. A lot of guys are that way. They, they say, hey, I'll take the, take the one. haircut once, once to go win the championship. Right. After that, I got to get me. Got to get the paid. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I think we're in agreement. But, um, you know, the Broncos are intriguing, right? But the reason I could not pick the Broncos, man, you just look at these numbers that are being thrown out there for uh, Russell 50 Wilson. 50 million is what we're talking a year. Maybe more. Maybe like 60 <laughs> million. Uh, we're, maybe, we're maybe looking 60 million. I mean, I think the number I saw was like 330 million um, for a contract. You know, I think it ended up working out to like 57 a year. Uh, it's astronomical. And if that's what you're going to have to pay Russell Wilson, I, you know, hey, I'll take it. Uh, beggars can't be choosers. I will take Russell Wilson here. Uh, we will be a competitive team. We will be a solid team. But if history has taught us anything about these astronomical contracts, unless you are paying for the hands down best quarterback in the league, right? It tends to hurt you a little bit. And I don't mean hurt you in terms of like, you're going to be a bad NFL team. Like, no, I expect them to be, you have your quarterback. You're going to actually be a very competitive playoff bound NFL team. But in terms of Super Bowls, it does tend to hurt you quite a bit. I look at a team when you, like the Saints over the course of the last decade. Yeah, and, I, and I I would say Drew Brees, in my mind, is a better quarterback. Will go down as a better quarterback yeah, than Russell Wilson. I think so, too. Uh, yeah. But I think very similar, where that's all you ever heard about was how, man, the Saints are just so cap-strapped. And, and right, they finally, right. later on in Drew Brees' career, had a couple of good draft classes that allowed them to have young players playing. But it is. It's tough because you really can't sign well, the big-name free well, you, agents. You look at like a team like the, the Patriots, right? You look at these dynasties, right? Uh, a true dynasty that is able to compete for a decade. Right, like for uh, what I mean by compete is compete for a Super Bowl, right? Sure, or a championship. You look at a team like that; it's because Tom Brady was willing to take a pay cut every time. I mean, Tom Brady never got that huge payday that was like right. astronomical best, and and that 
is an underrated reason why Bill Belichick, for all of his genius, right, was able to do what he was able to do because he had they had the cap space. Sure. And that just doesn't happen very often in sports. So, uh, Nick, what say you? Uh, who do you think out of the Colorado teams... Uh, what do you say? Three years down the line? Three 20- years down the right road. Who do you see as the most dominant team three years from now? E- for me, it's easy. The Broncos, I think they have the... Ooh the position lockdown, regardless, you pay a quarterback. We've gone around and around about having a quarterback. We will always be competitive in the division. I think at minimum, we will be at worst a 500 team, at least in some close games. There's a lot of parity in the NFL. You've got the hardest position in sports, allegedly. Now, granted, Russ had his hurt finger, probably came back a little too soon. So it's hard to say. He kind of was getting washed up, getting called washed up. Hey, excuse me. So I, I think it's the Broncos and it's not close. And you're not super concerned about the uh, no. impending $350 million contract coming no, for because, Russell Wilson? No, because as the TV deals and stuff keep ramping up, the salary cap's going to go up. I think with COVID was the first time in approximately 15, 20 years where the cap went down. You get a lot of rookies. You get, uh, uh, you know, you're supposed to get seven rookies each year. So you find a way to make it work. You don't pay $25 million a year for a Devontae Adams I like where the Broncos are. That's important at. to do as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really important yeah. to do. You know, you got you got the the hardest position in sports allegedly with Russ locked down. Now, so I want to just uh, I want to ask you. Uh, you say the Broncos, and I want to ask uh, open to any of you guys: Is there? Can you think of an example of a team that spent top end market setting value on a quarterback? And then was good a few years later. And by good, uh, I mean and by good, I mean Super Bowl. Yeah, like winning. the team that won the Super Bowl last year, no, the Rams. No, I'm saying a few years later. A few, a few years. years. Okay, we're gonna have so, to pay. Okay. We're gonna have to pay so, Russell Wilson next sure. year. Sure. Okay. 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 So I'm gonna give you a list of just some of these record-setting quarterbacks, right? And tell me if their teams two, three years down the line, if, if that benefited them, right? Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. You could argue, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, Russell Wilson yep. ain't no Aaron Rodgers, okay? Agreed. Now, he's a really, really, he's elite. He is an elite quarterback, fantastic, but he is not back-to-back MVP type guy, right? right? That's not him. Um, so then we're going to go uh, Kirk Cousins. Eh. Matt Stafford obviously worked out, but do you think it's going to work out in three years? We'll see. The jury's still out. The jury's that. still out, yep. Uh, Matt Ryan. No. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right? that was serious. Uh, Joe Flacco. Oh, that's a good one. Ben Roethlisberger. They did. They did have some good seasons where they. They did, and, out. Then, and then they got paid. Well, like, the, record-setting uh, money. When, when was, was Roethlisberger's deal? Do you do you have the year mm, on that? I don't. Okay. I don't, because I mean, he's he had some very good years late in his career as well. All right, Drew Brees. We talked about that. A they few did get hosed. Ago, they, yeah. they they were they, got, a, they, they were a pass interference away from getting to the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. but they got hamstrung from salary, yep. and 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 they were not able to be a consistent and, and, Super Bowl contender. Yeah, because, and I would argue it's because of the money the, that Drew Brees was locked up The name you put out with. there, Matt Ryan, is the one that stands out to me. Uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah, that's another good example. Yeah. So I mean, we're just uh, so that was just like the top ten paid quarterback. You know, whatever. Sure. I, those were the top ones at the time. Um. I do not see it being a good thing for, you know, the way you, you, uh, and that's okay. Don't get me wrong here. I am all for bringing him here, but, but what you got to do is you got to try to win a Super Bowl in like within three years. Like you have like a, a few year window to really truly go after it because you still have these guys on rookie contracts that are pretty good. You have like somewhat of a talent core here in Denver, right? You, you do. I mean, allegedly, yep. right? The wide receivers haven't done anything, but, 
allegedly they're supposed to be pretty good. Um, I don't know. It's just it, it does scare me a little bit, Nick. I know you like you say the Broncos, but it scares me a little bit for the long term three four years down the line outlook uh, because. I, I just know at some point you're going to be stuck paying more money than Russell Wilson's worth. That's all. Fair. Yeah. All right, guys. Before we wrap up here, I think we need to take a, a quick look back in history and see what's been happening. This day in sports history. 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 I got a couple for you today. Two of them have to do with just really realizing how much a sport has changed. Okay. So, June 14th, 1974. Not all that long ago, 1974. That was actually a while ago. Uh, just, <laughs> just for frame reference. I'm getting too old. Uh, <laughs> Angels' Nolan Ryan strikes out 19 Boston Red Sox over 13 innings in a 15-inning 2-1 win. Uh, uh, will you ever see a 13-inning pitching performance again? No. No, and, and that not. was kind of common. It wasn't even like that outrageous that he did that. So uh, They were so much tougher back then. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So uh, another one was June 15th. I'm going to skip a day just because it's on the same theme. June 15th, 1928. Philadelphia, Philadelphia Athletics baseball star Ty Cobb steals home for a record 54th time. Whoa. Wow. 54 times he stole home. I thought that was like a very rare thing to see, even even back in the day. Right. Well, and it just it happened more often back then. Uh, you got to figure these pitchers are throwing like 15, 20 miles an hour slower. It was probably while they were like relighting the cigar on the mound. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Probably. I don't think you're ever going to see someone have that many steals, let alone what he ended up with in his career. So uh, interesting how sports can change, you know, and everyone says baseball is the one sport that never changes, but it changes. Okay. A lot. Uh, all right, last one. I just thought this was kind of kind of funny. June fourteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Really recent. Last year, Cristiano Ronaldo removes the sponsors' Coke bottles from his press table at the European Championships, and it prompts the company's share price to drop four billion dollars. Wow! <laughs> you know, whoa. Like, he is a pretty influential athlete amongst the most. I think he's a top three to five paid athlete across yes. the world. I know that. He, he is, and obviously he is, he's one of the most prominent, most famous you know, sports athletes across the world. We don't necessarily see it as much in our main sports here in the United States. Uh, but $4 billion, because some guy decides, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm going to remove the Coke bottle from my table. You think he got fined for that? <laughs> Dude, I have no idea, but that is wild. Like, like obviously, we know that the sports world is ran off of money. Uh, you know, obviously, money is the motor that propels everything. But for one guy to just make a decision, I'm going to take this Coke, Coca-Cola bottle off my uh, press table. Four billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, he obviously has no idea what the impact would be, but it makes you wonder if it was deliberate. Like he knew it was going to mess with them. Right, so he, right. Yeah, uh, you know, that's it's interesting. interesting. So interesting. Well, there you go. All right, one more thing I do want to touch on before we get out of here, guys, is some relevant news that came up with the, with the Nuggets. I know last week we told our listeners we weren't going to be talking Nuggets much moving forward, but then then some hot news came through. Uh, the Nuggets made a trade, uh, trading Jamichael Green. Uh, and I think there was multiple teams involved. I didn't actually write down who all gave what, but what the Nuggets gave up was Jamichael Green and a protected 2027 
first round pick, which is hilarious to me that we're trading picks five years down the road and it's protected. I, what is it like? Top ten protected? I don't. I don't so, know the actual protection. You so I actually think it was just with OKC. Okay, so it's I, just straight with I, I OKC. Think so, yeah. Okay, okay. I could be For wrong. For some reason, I was I, thinking there was multiple teams involved. I could be wrong, but that's my understanding. Uh, so Denver traded for, forward Jermichael Green and a protected 2027 first-round pick to Oklahoma City for the number 30 pick in this month's NBA draft and two future second-round picks. So the Nuggets have number 21 and number 30 in the draft now, and uh, the Thunder have number 2, 12, and 34. Initial reaction to the trade, guys. Solid. I think he's been really underwhelming. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Uh, obviously, the the small ball two, whatever you want to call them, the two forwards lineup uh, of Jamichael Green and Jeff Green. That was that was the vision at the beginning of the season. Obviously, Jeff Green ended up starting throughout most of the year, uh, but it, it didn't really work very well. Jamichael Green had a, as Nick said, an underwhelming uh, season. He kind of came on towards the end. He was playing a pretty good role when it came playoff time at the crunch time of the season. I like Jermichael Green, but it, this to me just seems like there's a it's a situation where there's just too many players, not enough playing time, and and so you know, Jermichael Green had a player option, and so you were going to end up being stuck with Jermichael Green, Jeff Green, both again, and and, and not and enough I see, playing time. Uh, I saw you know? Woj tweeted out there that uh, he is expected to pick up that. Uh, player option still, which would basically allow, as I understand it, with the 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 uh, luxury tax, it actually allows the Nuggets a bit of a, an exception when they with who they can sign or trade for his contract. His option, I think, is like eight point two eight point right, six right, million, yeah. something like that. So that's so, gonna, that's going to help the Nuggets in a in a salary cap position. Yeah. So to me, that just makes a ton of sense. You 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 helped out your salary cap. You got rid of a guy that. Honestly, if you can make the right signing or two, probably doesn't have a role on this team next year anyways. And you add another first-round pick in an area where now you have a little bit of, of, of ability to move. They do still have the 21st overall pick as well. They do. So they have now two first-round picks that they can now maneuver if they did want to move up and get a guy to add to this hopeful championship caliber roster next year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good move. To me, I, uh, I hope and wonder if this move might have cleared up just enough space to be able to re-sign a Boogie Cousins. Um, oh, I didn't even think about which, that. Which uh, I know that it, it was going to be a tough, it was going to be a tough thing, right? Because if, if Boogie Cousins is going to get anything over the vet minimum uh, on the open market, which I do believe he will get over the vet minimum, uh, it was going to be tough for, for the Nuggets to sign him back. I hope that maybe a move like this can get you to where you can re-sign a Boogie Cousins. Uh, obviously, you hope that they hit on a draft pick or two, right, uh, to get somebody else to contribute here. But no, I, I like it. I think I think this is a good move. I think that as much as I like Jermichael Green, it was just a situation where there was too many players playing the same role, and you needed to move on from somebody, whether it be Jeff Green or Jermichael Green, were the two guys mainly that you you just had too many of them, right? Um, so I think it's good. I think it's good. And Jeff Green really proved himself this year as, as a good player. He was the best fourth quarter three-point shooter on the entire Nuggets roster. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, sure. but it definitely says that uh, Jeff Green's doing well. I like it. Hopefully, it allows them to sign somebody like a Boogie Cousins and get somebody new into the organization at a rookie-level contract. So, 
there are some rumors out there of some other guys that may be on the move. Uh, multiple rumors out there that both Monte Morris and Will Barton, not necessarily on the block, but could be made available in trades. Is that a direct result of the performance of Bones Highland last year? Has he made those guys expendable? And are the Nuggets potentially a better team if they could move those guys to add more either draft capital or uh, maybe other needs? Uh, so... I definitely, if somebody would take Will Barton for some, I, I, I'm a Will Barton fan. Jared is not a Will Barton He's fan. He's actually generally. got a pretty favorable um, contract to trade yeah. for, though. It's an expiring contract. It's not huge. It is. Million. It's an expiring contract. It's not huge. Um, but to more direct to your question, I do absolutely think that these whispers and rumors that they might be willing to move off of Monte Morris absolutely has to do with how Bones Highland played. They certainly feel comfortable with Bones Highland uh, either running that backup point guard or um, maybe even, you know, uh, starting along. Uh, well, you know what? I, I would say if they trade Monte Morris, then I see Bones Highland being that backup guy, right? Okay. If they keep Monte Morris, uh, which I actually do expect them to do. I don't think they're going to move off of Monte. Uh, I, I think Monte Morris, as Nick has said it before on this show, Monte Morris is like the perfect backup point guard. He really is. He is he is as good of a backup point guard as there as you will find in the NBA. Uh, so I really like him there. I actually would like to see Will Barton moved and have Bones Highland slide into that starting lineup, uh, maybe even as a point guard. But you, you, you can kind of do different things. You could put him as the starter with Jam uh, Jamal Murray as a two guard, which many people say is kind of his more natural position anyways. Um, or you could actually put him, you know, you could put Jamal Murray as the point guard and put Bones as two. Either way, that's what I would like to see happen. And I think kind of right now, Will Barton, unfortunately, as much as I really do love Will Barton, I do. I appreciate what he has done here. I do think it's time to go if you can find a team to take him, get some value for him. So, All right. We'll, we'll end on this question here, guys. Will, 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 Will Barton be a Denver Nugget next year? Yes. And then he'll get traded. Ooh, that's what I think happens. Yep. Okay, okay. I think it's one of those things you you see how it works out. See how and it's it's hard to say depending on how healthy these guys come back. There's no way to know. Obviously, I do think Will Barton does get traded. Connor, I'm gonna say no, and that's just because that's my my wish. And again, I love Will Barton, but I, it's time for him. It's time. It's time. Bones Highland needs those minutes, man. We we need to get Bones in there with minutes. And uh, hopefully everyone else is healthy and we're good to go. I, unfortunately, being the, the, the Will Barton hater in the, the group here, I think he is a nugget next year. I think it's exactly what Nick said. They, they, they're they going to hang on to him going into this year to make sure they have their insurance plan. And then, you know, maybe they move him at the, the deadline, but I don't think they're they're selling at the deadline. I think they're buying anything they can. So I think Will Barton's here next year. So what can you do? You got one more year left on him, and, and then hopefully we'll move on. But good to see the Nuggets making moves. Hopefully we continue to have some things to talk about with them in the offseason. But really, guys, the focus is right now. Let's, let's go, go abs. abs. Okay, go take down this cup. We'll talk to you guys next week after several games in this series, and hopefully everything's looking good. For Nick and Connor, Tyler, thanks for joining us. I'm Jared, and this is the Red Rock Sports Show.